Welcome to Tech by Design. Design is passion, design is energy, design is enthusiasm. On these episodes, we'll talk to people who exude all those things about the products they build. Come join us. Dave, thanks for joining us. Our podcast is called Tech by Design. So we are interested in learning a little bit about the design process for technology products and um, what you put into place or what the process has been for you along the way here with Hatch. So for those who don't know, Dave Weiss is one of the co-founders of Hatch, which is a product for a better sleep. Some of the uh, phrases on your website, Dave, are better sleep for a brighter year, dreamier nights, brighter mornings, happier you. That sounds delightful. Boost your mood, boost your energy, your productivity with a smarter sleep routine. So we want to learn all about that and how you got to it and, and how it came to be. So can you start us off a little bit and tell us how much you knew about sleep before you even got into this space? How much did you have to learn and research before you even started to think about creating a product? So I love consumer product because often the things that we do and the, the problems that we attack are relatable. They're very relatable by our founders, our product team, our, our engineers. Everybody experiences these things. And so the biggest challenges that we experienced were as parents. Now you have your own sleep challenges, but those are amplified when you become a parent. So if you go in with your own sleep challenges, those, those you usually struggle a little bit more. And as most children go through some challenges around sleep and then sleep regression at different points. And I had spent a significant amount of time in the baby and parenting area. And, you know, it just it is a, a universal problem um, and, and has always been a challenge. Knowing it from the consumer side is not nearly enough to develop a product. You have to know it from every every possible angle. So, Dave, you mentioned problem. What is the problem that you defined that needed to be solved before you went into the design of this product? Well, we know that people report trouble with sleep. And the percentage of people that report struggling with sleep, it's at epidemic levels. I mean, we're, we're in the 80% of people report struggling with sleep across the country in all age brackets. We, we look at sleep as a key pillar of wellness. So fitness, nutrition, and sleep, we think are sort of the key pillars. It's really, if you struggle in one of those areas, you're going to really struggle. Right? It doesn't matter how great your, your fitness and nutrition regimen is if you're only sleeping four hours a night. And the percentage of people that have actual sleep problems, medical sleep problems, apnea, LMS, all sorts of different things, there are folks that need a medical solution. But that population is very small compared to the people who report that they struggle with sleep. And so what, what's the gap? Right? That, was our, that was our big hypothesis in trying to understand, okay, we started in the babies and kids area, knowing that this is just developmental. But for adults, what's the gap? Where, where, is the, where is the challenge? Sleep was attacked in probably the last 10 years in a, a Silicon Valley 1.0 approach, in my opinion, which is, um, hey, we're just going to gather data about you. We're going to hook you up to a bunch of sensors. We know how to produce sensors, actually in fairly attractive packages. And if I know your pulse ox at two in the morning, I can help you sleep better. And I think the fundamental reason why that hasn't come to fruition, a lot of those solutions have sort of come and gone, is that 
That's actually not true. If I gather enough data about you, I still, it's not about data. It's not just about data. At, at that point, there is no formula that says, aha, here's how to sleep. It is in similar vein to if you look at what's happening in the wellness or nutrition space, it is about behavior change. It is not about something that is formulaic. I can hit a button, and if I have enough data about you, then I'll be able to help you sleep. If I have enough data about your fitness, then I'll, I'll, you're going to be in perfect shape. It is about creating patterns of behavior, which is actually what we do with kids. Dave, I want to get into that more uh, as part of the the feature, the the custom routine feature that you all really promote as part of Hatch. But before we get to that, I want to learn a little bit more about your background. How did you come to this space? What were you doing before you started Hatch? Um, how did we get to the point where you felt comfortable designing a product for sleep? Sure. Um, so, so my background uh, started in engineering and then uh, really the, the products I was attached to were consumer products and I started running product and, and, um, and prior to hatch, I was, uh, I was in a, a sort of senior role running product marketing design and engineering for a company called baby center, which is a leading worldwide destination for new and expectant parents. And really the, the, the two biggest challenges that parents face are around nutrition is my baby getting enough food. Um, and and growing in a healthy way, and is my baby sleeping? And again, both for themselves and for their child. And so that was the anchor when we started. We were Hatch Baby before we were Hatch. We have sort of aged up into uh, product for adults. It was about helping parents, helping their children get to sleep. So, have you ever struggled to sleep, or do you struggle with sleep? I have, and I, I still do. It's a constant challenge because you change, your body changes uh, as you age, the environment changes, your relationship with your physical space. Um, for example, pre-COVID, life was very different. Um, now, a lot of people are working out of their bedroom. That actually does have an impact on your sleep. Um, stress has an impact on your sleep. What's going on with your family has an impact on your sleep. So it's really dynamic and you may have the tools, but... It's not a, I've solved it now, and it's, it's perfect forever. And so, so, Dave, just coming back to one of the points that you spoke on or touched on, um, you mentioned Silicon Valley 1.0. I, I think it's Silicon Valley today. A lot of products in the market space flood you with data. And, and you talked about behavioral changes, right? Especially the ones that you have created or you're looking to create. What did the product evolution look like for you guys, right? So how did you go from concept and capturing data, right? Um, to my knowledge, your products don't capture this data. They're not sensors that people are wearing. So how how, how have you gone from, hey, listen, data without action doesn't really do much to, to the, the current products that you have today? So maybe you could walk us through some of the changes or, or why you even bypassed the capturing of uh, biometrics? Yeah, so when we started on the kids' side, um, uh, again, especially with kids, it's relatively understandable to parents that, that kids just struggle to sleep, they're teething, they go just through different phases. And what are you supposed to do, right? You are supposed to set up the right routine. You're supposed to put them to sleep at the same time, have them wake up at the same time with some flexibility in there, but generally that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to help them wind down in the right way. You set the lighting, you set, you make sure that it's quiet or that you've got the appropriate background noise. 
you give them a bath, uh, some massage, some rituals. So this type of routine, these are the steps. And these are the steps that your pediatrician will tell you or a, a sleep professional will tell you. This is how you get a baby to sleep. And you set up the right environment and the right routine and this baby will start sleeping. And you go through these these sort of moments of struggle as a parent. And none of that wisdom that has been there for parents for quite a long time, people did not apply that to the adult sleep problem, right? If I'm going to drink a glass of wine at 11 o'clock, I'm not going to sleep well, right? And there's no amount of data about my biometrics that can say, aha, here's the formula for still drinking a glass of wine at 11 o'clock and sleeping well. And, and what we found was that um, as we expanded in the kids market was that when people moved their, um, their baby out of their room, if they were either co-sleeping or had a, um, a bassinet in their room, uh, they had trouble sleeping. They had trouble sleeping without our product. They had trouble sleeping without the same sort of gentle light and sound combinations. And they would buy our kids product for their own room. And it was at that moment, our, our customers were, were telling us, Hey, we need, we need, we need something. We need something for ourselves. And that was the really the, the key moment where we said, you know, we can do better for adults. Adults do have some different sleep needs, but the basics, the fundamentals of this notion of routine, environment, light and sound, that those are the key to sleeping as opposed to we're going to approach this from a sensors and biometric. I mean, you and I have spoken about this every time I connect with you, but your product goes in every single one of our trips. I mean, it's kind of like baby, ear, hatch. Good. Let's go. Yeah. No, Dave, I'm curious. You mentioned light and sound. You started talking about some of the uh, the intricacies and the, the specifics around what the product does. And I'd like to dive into that a little more. I'd like to start with with light. You know, there are different shades and I can kind of tell how your product looks by looking at your website, but what kind of science goes into deciding how that light functions, what light there is, how much light you need, when you need it, all that good stuff. How do you design for the right lighting? That's a great question. So let's just start with the evolutionary part of it. So, um, you know, we are trained to be awake during the day and be asleep at night. Our circadian rhythm is set evolutionarily to that. Right. You would hunt during the day, gather food, plant, whatever you needed to do. You would sleep when the sun went down because you couldn't see where you were going. And so, again, that's programmed into a part of our brain uh, that understands those signals. Right. And when, when would you wake up? When the sun came up. Right. That, that is just how human beings are programmed. So the biggest challenge over the past 50 or 100 years has been this notion that we're going to have light on. We're going to disrupt your circadian rhythm. You're going to be staring at a screen, staring at a TV, something that you just weren't designed to deal with. And we're going to confuse your brain in terms of those signals. Well, what do you do with your kids when you put them to sleep? You don't leave the all of the lights on in the room. You start to dim the lights. Now, in terms of what's the perfect formula for lighting, a lot of it is personal preference, but it is something that is different than the light that you expect during the day, right? So the sun is, is way brighter. Exposure to sunlight is way brighter than you would ever get in terms of the, the lights in your house. But again, just that change in lighting from I'm awake, I'm watching TV, I'm reading, 
to I'm now going to start to take the lights down is a signal to your body. You know what? It's now, now it's time, right? It is the same signal that sunset used to give us. And on the flip side, in terms of waking up gently, it is the same signal that the sun used to give us. It is gradual brightening of light to the point where it's bright enough that your body perceives it even through closed eyelids. Your body starts to release cortisol, wake-up hormone, and is ready for the day. You're not waking up in a dark room to a, a loud beeping sound. That's not how we used to wake up. And I, I can't imagine anyone uh, waking up gently that way. But light is a perfect trigger for your brain to know when to sleep and when to wake up. We use it that way for kids. Um, we use it that way for adults. Dave, what about sound? Is it the same is it the same concept around sound that you're expecting a certain level of sound, a certain decibel up to a certain time, and then your body's circadian rhythm expects that things wind down? Is that how you all approach it? Because there's also this notion of white noise that we all tend to – or not we all, but some of us tend to – you know, it tends to enhance our sleep as we go throughout the night, um, and some of us rely on it. So – how does sound work into to, to all of this? It's certainly a feature with, with the restore. Yeah, sound has a very different set of science behind it. So, and, and we have to think about sound in a few different ways. So the first is um, using sound for a specific purpose. So there are two very different things that we do, which is one is the act of using sound to wind down. And that may be music. It may be soundscapes, it may be a meditation, it may be a sleep story. It is specific audio that will help you help trigger your body. I am I'm going to try to disconnect from whatever was running through my mind. And I am going to, um, it is time for me to shift gears. It is, this is a transition moment. So in the same way that, that the sunset was a transition moment, you know, for your body, the audio that you're using then. And again, this, this again boils down to personal preference, but using audio as a powerful cue, say, I'm going to now try to focus on something else, or I'm trying to let go of these thoughts that are in my mind that are making my mind race. You can't just go from on to off. So that is a transition moment where audio is useful and different types of audio evoke different emotions for people and allow them to let go of their stress or let go of their day. When it comes to actually staying asleep, and being asleep, well, the, pur the purpose of audio there, uh, and people have things that, that provide different comfort for them, but uh, what white noise does is white noise is active on all frequencies. So your brain is active on all frequencies. And the, the challenge with sleeping without sound at all is that we live in a world where there are noises and a truck drives by, and all of a sudden, your brain hears, even though you're asleep, your brain hears that there is a new sound coming in, right? So what's the power of white noise? It keeps your mind active on all frequencies so that it dulls the potential interruption of a door closing, of a toilet flushing, of the garbage truck coming. And that's why Different flavors of white noise and pink noise and brown noise are, are very powerful for people. A lot, for a lot of other people, it, it you know simply a light rain or an ocean sound is soothing enough for them and has that same impact. 
Um, different people are sensitive to sound in different ways, but the sound of keeping you asleep is so that you don't notice the change, so that you don't notice your partner snoring next to you, right? Because your brain is already active on that frequency. So, so Dave, quick question. So we talked about light and sound and, and, and the sound aspects. Fascinating. At the beginning of this conversation, you talked about three pillars of, of health, right? Fitness, nutrition, and sleep. Do you see your product ever either influencing nutrition or influencing fitness? Or, or do you guys have a, a plan to incorporate either one of those pillars into, into what you guys do? Um, I believe that they all influence each other. Um, uh, sleep is such a rich space that, um, you know, I, I think that we will be working in that for quite a while before we would ever branch out to something else. Um, uh, there is sleep does have a special relationship with nutrition and that your circadian rhythm is actually set by both your relationship with time and, and light, but also with food. So there is, and again, I'm not, I am not a sleep scientist here, but, but we do work with a lot of sleep doctors and your, your body has sort of a pre-programmed relationship with food and different, for example, if you, if you're waking up and eating in the middle of the night, that is a signal to your body that food is available in the middle of the night and you are programmed to wake up and get food. You are programmed to be awake when food is available. And so there is a, a stronger tie between nutrition and sleep than I think most people think. It is why eating eating late impacts your ability to sleep. And so there there are some there are some behavior change around nutrition that can really impact sleep. Though, you know, again, how we bring that to life and how we help people with the behavior change they want, that's something that will evolve over time. Dave, may I ask how do you you mentioned some of the the sleep content that you all produce um how do you select what goes in there how do you determine what's effective and what's not what's worthwhile to put in your product um what's the threshold for your sleep content how do you make that decision that's a it's a great question um we we like to iterate. We like to put things out in front of our customers. Ultimately, we want to make sure everything we release um, has to feel like it fits with our brand, that it is authentic, that we meet you where you are, that it is from a tone perspective, that, that it works with who we want to be in your life. And that is our, our most powerful filter. Beyond that, we know that people have different preferences. And we know that people attach to different things. So we are not unlike uh, Netflix, where we are going to put some different concepts out there and see how a pilot does. And learn our, the, the only way to learn faster is to get stuff in front of your consumer and get their feedback and see, um, you know, it may be that there is a, a, a very a small but dedicated group of users to a specific set of content that is really passionate around it. And, um, and we'll produce more of that because we know that it is not the exact same thing that people want to wind down to. Again, this act of winding down is just, it, it is, it is very personal and people, people do it now. Actually, our consumer research says people do it all the time. They do it in ways where they're not, they're not sure what they're doing. But it's this, I, I'm listening to a podcast or I'm listening to something on YouTube before I go to bed. 
And the range of things that people listen to is just amazing. It's all over the spectrum. So there is really no single type of content that works. And that's why we really want to try to have some breadth there and meet you where you are. So, so Dave, quick question. Um, I think at this point, it's relatively safe to say that watching TV is as, before you go to bed, is as impactful as eating late, right? Like it just kind of triggers the brain. I say relatively because some people might disagree, but was there any consideration in the design? So when you are creating content or, or when you're using light, whether you like it or not, you're, you're essentially pulling an audience away from that active screen. Was there any consideration in that design or, or was that just kind of a, a secondary benefit? Um, yeah, I think the um, one of the things that we want to make sure that we do is we're not going to fight with social media. You're, if you're going to do your doom scrolling, like there is from a behavior change perspective, there's no way you're going to turn off, start turning off the TV two hours earlier, or you're not going to check your Twitter or your Facebook. That's going to happen. We want to be there for you when you're done with that. So, you know, we, we are not dogmatic about no phone in your bedroom, right? Sure. A sleep professional would tell you that that might be a healthier way to go about your routine, but it's just not realistic. And so, again, this is part of our brand pillars about meeting you where you are is, um, you know, okay, if you have your phone next to your bed and you're scrolling through Twitter, when you're done with that, even if it's just for three minutes or five minutes, we're going to take you on this journey through light and sound to help you disconnect. Um, and so we really want to try to create this notion. And, and this is similar to what's happening in the fitness and nutrition industries with different companies where it is not about telling you what not to do. It's about trying to encourage and provide feedback loops for reinforcing positive behavior. Hey, Dave, I want to give you a second to kind of put your product on a pedestal and promote a little bit. And it's interesting because some of the competitors for you are chemical. And what I mean by that are there's um, melatonin. You know, you're, you're taking a drug that helps you change the circadian rhythm or enhance the circadian rhythm of your night and, and bring you into that sleep stage sooner. And then there's caffeine, which, you know, uh, blocks your adenosine, which helps you forget that you should be asleep when you, you, you want to stay awake longer. So what is it about your product that people need that helps them get to sleep, that helps them live a better life? Why is your product better than the chemical options? Yeah. I, again, I struggle. I, I, um, I just want to avoid the, the notion of better than, right? Um, for anyone who's taken sleep medication, for anyone who, you know, again, melatonin is a sleep hormone and your body naturally produces it. And if more of that helps you, then that's great. We can be there for you if you are a melatonin user or if you want to, if, if you know, you're sleeping naturally. What we're focused on with Restore is providing you a solution, a bedside solution, which is dedicated to sleep that will help you wind down, disconnect from your day, stay asleep, and wake up gently. And again, that, that is your companion. You can set up the routine however you want, but make no mistake that a healthy sleep routine, that, that is the gateway to consistent, better sleep. And you modify your sleep routine and you find out what works for you. And you may go to sleep later on some nights, earlier on some nights, listen to content for longer. You may like to mix up your content and have some variety. You may find that, that a sunset helps you or a sunset doesn't help you. 
um, that you want to, you know, you want a light that just has some reds and blues and purples and that, that evokes a particular emotion or transports you to a different place. But we want to be there when you are ready to disconnect from your day and to transition to what your body was built to do, which is to sleep. But Dave, I think that's a fantastic ending. I think that's a fantastic summary. I want to end with one question just about how you as a designer kind of move forward from here. So you're in the sleep space. You've been working on, you know, three or so products here over the last few years. How do you stay educated on design, not just the sleep space, but just overall? I mean, we're here talking about a particular product. But how do you stay up to date? Do you listen to a particular podcast? Do you, are there books that you have really impacted you over the last, say, year or two? Is there some sort of content that you're consuming that really helps you be a better designer? And not just for the sleep space, but overall, what has really impacted you over the last year or two? Well, in terms of staying up to date, um, we are advocates of using everything. So... We have people are in our, in our company who use every solution, every new solution. You know, the core of, of our product is IoT. We want to be smart, just as smart about IoT products as we do about sleep. And so we have, uh, uh, we use almost every IoT product we can. So we are constantly experiencing these things as consumers. When it comes to literature that I would, I would recommend, um, uh, there was a, a book called Working Backwards, published by Amazon, which I think has some very powerful concepts in it. And the the reading there, for me, the important step is the how we do what we do. So the cycle of producing a physical product is, you know, has a long history of being the opposite of the cycle of producing software. So in the software world, life is agile. You want to learn fast, get people, get things in front of your consumer as quickly as possible. That's really hard to do when you have a combination of hardware and software. The hardware cycle is not agile. You can't just add a, a third button if you find that you were missing something. And so we are we try to be students of methodology as much as possible because we're trying to do something that is really, really hard to do. And so uh, the methodology that that sort of window into how Amazon was able to sort of challenge some sacred cows around what the methodology was at the time was really an interesting window, specifically their, their notion of, um, of working backwards and starting with this press release about the product that they are going to build is um, again, it's a, it's a powerful tool. So, uh, um, that I would definitely recommend that. Well, Dave, this has been a great conversation. Um, it's been a great deep dive into designing for sleep. Alex, any final words, any thoughts as we kind of conclude here with Dave? What's next for you guys? Like, what what is one thing that you could share that you could say, hey, you know what? As uh, look out for this, or or think about this the next time you go to bed. So, one of the two questions. Um. I am really interested in being able to respond in a better way with light and sound to your environment. Um, I'm really interested in finding a better way to help people who sleep with a partner. That is one of the biggest questions we get. How do I use this if I've got somebody next to me? And, um, and we've got some really exciting stuff coming on that front that I think will really allow people to create that 
personalized environment, even just on their half of the room. Oh, that's awesome. That's super interesting. Keep yeah. me on the list. <laughs> yeah, me too. How do I subscribe? Um, Dave, last question as we we cycle out here. Uh, walk me through your logo. You got a cool logo. I think I get I get what you're going where you where you're headed with it. But walk me through the the history and the design and how you got to where you are with your current logo. Um, our logo. Um, some people see it and some people don't. It is the H and the egg, depending on whether or not what portion of the the color scheme you you naturally notice. And yep. you know, the egg, especially starting in the the kid space, um, really felt like it it just resonated well with us. But also this notion of every day is a new day, and you are you are you you get to to sort of remake yourself. It's, it's this rebirth and you get the ability to to sort of change and we are there for you during that journey. So that's what it means for me. And I like that there's some subtlety to it that, you know, some people who have been using our products for quite a while will say, you know, we'll post uh, on, you know, on Facebook. Hey, did you guys notice there was an egg here? Which is, a, <laughs> you know, as a, a product and design person, uh, it's, it's a nice moment. Hmm. That's awesome. Uh, thanks, Dave. I, I want to say thank you for joining us. You, you're not local to Richmond. You don't, you know, there's, um, you're out there on the West. Uh, we appreciate you taking your time to, to tell us the story of Hatch, to tell us some of your design thoughts and your design principles along the way. Clearly, there's more here than just tackling the simple equation of sleep. There's a design problem and there's a design solution and you're working on it. And it sounds like there's an iterative process here too. I've seen that you have the kid products. You certainly have the adult product now with Restore. And I'm sure there are going to be iterations along the way. So we look forward to seeing where this is going to go and and how you come along with it. And um, I think we all need better sleep without a doubt. So you're in the right space. Um, Alex, any final thoughts before we close out here with Dave? I think you took all the good thoughts, so I'll let you close. But Dave, thank you so much. <laughs> Keep us posted on, on shared sleeping and, and the products that you post on, on that. Absolutely. But thank you so much uh, for your time. Great to be here. Thanks for having me.